Hey everybody and welcome to the show, Feeling Well. I'm Ralph and I am recording remotely once again with... Lloyd Howell, um, deep in the forest, uh, in the place where I was born. Um, and uh, it is... It is a strange and uh, and uh, pretty uncharted world out there, Ralph. How are you? How are you? How are you holding up? Uh, very poorly. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I'm uh, currently in Long Island. I, yeah, uh, I I I could see Lloyd for the first time in two weeks now, and yeah. uh, I'm uh, recording from not my bedroom. I don't have a bedroom at my mother's house. No. I'm in my college-aged I, cousin's. Uh, yeah, describe what you see. Well, if am I am I remembering the room that was the uh, the lead teen character in Delenda's room? This is the room next door. Oh, okay, yeah, right. but prob- I, I have... probably a similar vibe. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got some nice lacy curtains in the background. That's right. And I'm um, currently wearing a um, a sweatshirt <laughs> that belongs to my mother's partner. That is like a uh-huh. Christmas themed. Disney sweatshirt because I didn't pack that many clothes and right, I, I didn't think right. it would be this chilly inside the house. But uh, uh-huh. I elected to come on down to quarantine for a little while because I was sick of my roommates. I was fortunate enough to be allowed to work from home, at least for a limited time. And I yep. uh, figured it'd be better to quarantine in a house for a little while. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know what what the move is uh, in in the month ahead. I don't think ahead. anyone does. Yeah, um, I don't. I I mean, my lease is up at my apartment in a month. Um, right. And I'm not going to stay. And so the question for me now is, all right. So assuming I could continue to work remotely, uh, do I stay stowed up here for the time being indefinitely? Or will will I even be able to find another apartment in New York? Um, I suppose real estate agents won't be able to practice, but you know. How does that even happen? But I mean, what's the. I mean, I guess if it's like off the books, just like roommates trying to find roommates, you could still do that. If I can, do I want to do that? Do I want to quarantine in an apartment with some other randos in a city I won't even be able to enjoy? I won't even be able to see my friends. Is it worth it to just pour thousands of dollars of income into that? Maybe it isn't. Maybe it's not worth that. Maybe you you stay right there in your your college age cousin's room and uh, learn to enjoy it. I don't know. Um, I I worry it'll take a psychic toll, just the psychic toll of just, I don't know, feeling infantilized or like you've regressed. No, I can't really, you you know, none of us can help the situation all that much, but just the psychic toll of, of, I don't know, like I'm sitting here recording this podcast, like I don't know if I could psychologically, spiritually survive a situation in which someone knocks on the door and I go, mom, I'm recording my podcast. I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) I mean, I'm still employed, so I don't feel like an absolute Uh cuck if that were to be the situation, but would it be worth it to just continue spending money on, (laughs) on rent confined Uh to a a limited space in Brooklyn? Do I want that or do I want to kind of relive the pain of 
being in this house, not being on my own, uh-huh. being jealous of my friends who are still in the city, even if they aren't doing anything, jealous of other people I know, and just feeling like my life has gone off track. And look, everyone's lives is are going off track to some degree. Absolutely, every last person on earth. But it's like literally impossible. It's not as if I was like doggedly pursuing my goals every minute of every day before. But at least no. I could in theory. But now I can't yeah. even theoretically advance any kind of agenda. And I'm not someone who has like deep bonds with people. That's not how I clarify my identity. I clarify right. who I am by what I do. And now I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. You and can't I'm, do anything except this, pal. Except this. This Buddy, is my saving grace. Look what you're doing. It's Sunday. It's 3 p.m. Nothing's changed. I guess We're so. We're on. We're podding, Ralph. Ralph. I'm just worried that okay. I'm gonna slip into a depression that will that will erode the faculties that I need to be the person I was before, to do the things I sought to do before. Uh, I'm afraid that, that will this will have an irreparable psychic effect and that I'll just be I'll just be marooned. Well, we're gonna want to avoid that, I think. And maybe maybe on today's episode we can kinda talk through that a little bit. How, Change the tune a little. How do we keep Ralph on an even keel? How do we keep this guy, um, you know, he's the captain of his own ship. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's sailing towards the future. Even the world may be falling apart, but Ralph, he's, he's, got, he's still got dreams. He's still got ideas. What would you do in my position? That. In your position, um, I guess I, I would write. I would keep writing. I would uh, I would storyboard if I already had a script. I mean, because you're 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 uh, you're you're Mr. Movie Man, and you love to you love to make movies. And but I mean I the housing you situation. Keep creating because well, the I, housing situation. Because like um, I I don't live that far from my family. I have that luxury. You don't. Yeah, I but I I honestly I honestly think you should stay um, at your parents' house. Don't pay rent. Um, save some money. And kind of think of it in those terms. Just think of it in like, there. This is already a, this is already a humiliating, um, kind of worldwide defeat for yeah. uh, everybody's dignity and, and sense of self. And uh, you know, you are lucky enough to be able to kind of cut yourself loose from having to pay rent. And like for, because God knows how long this is going to go on. I've heard people saying as long as eighteen months. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's too long. That's crazy to me. You, Ralph, Ralph, listen, you will adjust. And if you don't adjust, you're going to get a tent and you're going to live in the woods somewhere. I just, I just can't imagine you like, like, like moving to a new place now. That's insane to me. Like, I guess so. You gotta, you gotta adjust. You gotta kind of, you know, steal your, steal your nerves for a new exercise in like helplessness, hopelessness. But, but you, but you see those rocks coming. Like you're on the ship, and you see those rocks coming down the, coming down the way, and uh, and you just gotta, you just gotta take the, take the uh, the wheel, and and steer that ship around those rocks of depression and insanity. Um, and listen, man, like I'm, like I'm, I am, uh, I am not in my apartment anymore either, and I am, uh, I'm in my my sister's room currently. Um, are you? And, she, and she's yeah, yeah. Um, well, then where are is, you? Uh, I am. I am at an undisclosed location, but it is the it, but it is the place that I grew up. So, oh, you uh, are you are too. 
Yeah, man. Really? Is this a bit? I, no. You went no, home? It's not a bit. Mm-hmm. Wow. So mm-hmm. we're both home. We're both home, man. Um, Why didn't you say uh, that sooner? Unless this is one oh. of your fables. Unless this is one of your <laughs> fabulous lies. Genuinely Who confused knows? now. But, uh, I'm sorry, man. I, 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 try to, I try to play the cards close to the chest because, you know, I can't, I can't give you too much time to prepare anything. I got to make sure. But this, if it, I, but if I this have, is a lie, it's an unprompted lie. So I don't. Now I'm just genuinely. Why, why would I lie about this, Ralph? That that doesn't make any sense. God damn. We gotta it. trust each other. We're in this together, <laughs> Ralph. We gotta. Oh boy. Um. Yeah. No. I'm. I am. Uh, but it's just like I've been talking for five minutes about how I'm at my childhood home. How do you not chime in immediately? Like, hey, me too. I was. I was waiting for you to comment on how my. I don't know what your room my looks like, is, Lloyd. That's right. You don't know what my room looks like. I see a large um, map. Fine, that it, could be yours. It doesn't have a. It could. That could be mine. It's not mine. It's yeah. not mine. Um, anyway, I, I I am adjusting. I have my. Uh, I brought both of my cats with me up here, and so we are. Uh, you know, we're all kind of in this together. It's very. It's very odd. I'm surrounded by my I, mother's filthy, ailing dogs. Ah yes, and they I've met them, and they I've look. Like, they have aged a decade since then, Lloyd. They look like shit, <laughs> just really dirty and just uh, br- just breaking down. It's very morbid. Like they all that uh-huh. kind of stay in this like kitchen living room area. Just all of them, just kind of displayed on just a couch, you know, a cushion, a love seat, and just all mm-hmm. just visions of death, you know. Yeah, and because if I if I recall correctly, these are not dogs that really crave human company uh i wouldn't say that they're just quite old Uh and uh they can probably be brushed and cleaned a lot more i mean they're all like 10 13 Mm -hmm. older and i uh there's one that's a uh i think it's a golden retriever that's like very overweight and like had to get like the upside down stomach surgery and has like oh, a, no. and has like a bum leg so it just kind of like wobbles in a in a pathetic Ugh. fashion and it sheds a lot and mm. i don't like getting dog hair all over my clothes no i don't no. want to live in I that but it's one of those things that it makes me like a lot of upset but i'm it's not uh-huh. severe enough a thing for me to express that displeasure you know what i mean okay because like oh, that, so it's just enough that you can just you you, you kind of accumulate it and you bottle it in but you don't feel like you have the the right the privilege to well it's, it's like well it's like this if i voice my displeasure it's like oh Ralph, like they're all like oh ralph he's so cranky he doesn't like the dogs it's like i like the dogs just fine i like dogs in general these dogs are below average they're bad but i don't hold it against them <laughs> but it's like everyone's like outside in the yard and just as i step out i'm like oh, i'll join everybody like the dog immediately waddles towards me brushes against me does it's just kind of panting wiggle just <laughs> And then when it leaves, mm. my pants are just sheeted with dog hair. And I can't right. just be like, right. God, the God fucking damn it. Like, I have to just take right. it on the chin because I can't be that <laughs> that cranky guy who doesn't like the dogs. But it's really upsetting. What do you mean you don't like the dogs? <laughs> no, I, uh, I, uh, I, have, I have sympathy for you. I'm sorry. Um, it's all right. I was, I was rudely awakened uh, day before yesterday now uh, by... My, my my cat Ida, who is my my girl cat, she's older. She's like eight and a half, probably nine by now. Um, and she hasn't left 
she had not left my apartment in New York for about uh, probably six years. Like she had never been outside of there. And so um, during my, like my, my, uh, my exit, I, 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 had, I had only one pet carrier and I put Eugene in there and the only other option I had was a birdcage. Uh, and so I kind of put that on its side and I lined it with a towel. That's amusing. I tried, to, I tried to keep it from moving around as much as possible. But as soon as we got out the door, I just started like yowling, just, you know, very upset. And, uh, and so I, I get her to, to my parents' house and I kind of unload and she, she kind of reverts to like a survival instinct and she, she just kind of hides under a bed. Um, and then, and then kind of the next, the next day, she was she seemed to be kind of feeling feeling better and so she went out of the room kind of wandered about but then that night she like peed on me Mm. in the bed while i was sleeping which is a behavior typical of a just a very distressed animal not the kind of thing it's not her fault i guess i wish she hadn't done it but uh i don't know how to make her uh behave how to uh make her not piss on my piss on me in the middle of the night this is this this is kind of symbolic this is a problem you experience in a lot of areas in your life like like ah heck i wish i could impart to them that i'd rather (laughs) than not piss all over me that's right (laughs) (laughs) you know so we're both surrounded by worthless beasts yes yes just kind of shut into houses with dying animals do you find you and, uh, do you find being in your childhood home you have this like kind of weird you know what it is I had the thought that you know like I'm flashing back to like recent history like the time after I graduated college like basically the summer after college before I moved to Brooklyn I'm like I'm 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 like mentally I can just tap into that suddenly in the form of like a snapshot mm-hmm. and it's like oh fuck like has anything transpired in the time since have I changed at <laughs> all as a person and uh like just kind of moseying about around here the last few days it made me think about those people who are obsessed with Harry Potter as adults oh you know cuz mm-hmm. I'm like kind of looking at just some old things that I used to have and this and that. And it's like this weird feeling of being dislocated to my mother's house of feeling like, can I like, is not that I necessarily want to, but like, can I go back to that time? It's like a split second thought. It's not Mm. a logical thought, but it's like, Oh, can I just slip back through time to that period? And of course the answer is no, but these Harry Potter people, that's how they feel when they are reading Harry Potter. And they're like, yes, I can. Let's stay here. Cool. (laughs) There's no like self-critical impulse Uh, that like cuts it off. Um, that says like, Oh no, of course not. I have to, I have to, uh, uh, evolve as a person. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I can't fall back on that. On those on those superficial yeah. comforts. When when you were a child, when you were like a like a like a young man, do you remember kind of dreading who you might become as an adult? Is that ever a feeling you had? I remember when I was in high school, I was like absolutely dreading the prospect of having to get into a college and then somehow uh, creating a life for myself as an adult. I did not have any faith that I would be able to do at least the latter thing. But I remember feeling a lot of dread, like, damn, how am I going to pull off being a person? And um, that dread, it would seem, was 
quite founded, but what about you? <laughs> that kid was, that was a smart kid. Um, <laughs> oh boy. Um, I, I remember when I was, when I was quite young, you know, up until early teenager, just kind of thinking like, don't, don't allow yourself to change too much. Like I really didn't want to, I don't know. I had you mean like compromising, broad, like selling out, compromising your principles, that sort of thing I, or something else? I, I think I had a broad resentment of, of what it meant, like what adulthood meant to me at the time. Right. And I was like, let's, 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 let's try to remain young. Let's try to remain in touch with who we are right now. Getting clothes um, on Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Boo. Who wants that? I want a toy. Becoming I want a the cool, type of, fun toy. I, I think I get what you're saying. You were afraid of becoming like, you had this, uh, this, this adult archetype in your head that was yeah. perhaps, uh, that was perhaps boring and you didn't want to become a, yeah. a boring old adult. So you must, this is a, a, a younger, a much younger Lloyd. Yeah. B- b- yeah. Pretty high so. school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I think you reach um, a certain age where being adult, of course, sounds very titillating, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. can put different so. stuff in your body. Mm-hmm. You could put your body and other bodies. Neither of us approve of that, but it's something you can do <laughs> that has a certain allure to if other people. So yeah. Hey, if you're one of those people, who's laughing now, huh? <laughs> Looks like we Did came out on the, top. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, Ralph. Did no you see pun the intended. Official... Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Did you see the official New York City recommendations for, uh, uh, for not eating ass? That came out yesterday. <laughs> well, I don't know what that you're talking about. There was a there was a New York City kind of guidance list for avoiding coronavirus as it relates to the human sexual act. And wow. So like, okay. You know, you are your safest sexual partner, so don't. Uh, so so jerk off. That's your first option. Masturbate, that's always the that's safest, it, if at all possible. Um, and then it was like try to limit the, your number of sexual partners as much as possible. Um, Ideally, don't leave the house to do it. Um, and then it, it kind of like had a couple of, like avoid group sex and uh, avoid eating ass. So wow. these are uh, these are truly unprecedented. So they, were, so they were like definitely don't engage in analingus or however That's they right. must have phrased it. Damn. Um, I, think, I think they used the word rimming. Avoid rimming. Really? Yeah, yeah. Huh. I was I was pretty surprised too, but uh, that's hilarious. You know, we we live in we, we all we have to make sacrifices. Enlightened me- metropolitan place. Yes, that's right. That's right. We all got to do our part. <laughs> um, <laughs> our decadent I, uh, lifestyles. Yep. Um, my hours got cut back, so I will be looking for some kind of different work in the coming weeks. Uh, and I think there's like a greenhouse near here that I might try to start working at, and maybe that'll be something i can i mean are you gonna be socially distancing whilst doing that though well uh does that count as social distancing i mean i'll be to what level have you I, been quarantining um how often do you leave the house i guess i've left the house twice this week to go to other places did you like go to um, the store or where'd you go um i they were like it was transport related, and then because I was already out transporting, I also went to stores and like, I'm already out. I broke quarantine. May as well okay. go to stores and get stuff. Sure. Um, but other than that, I have uh, I've only been I've remained on the property. Yeah, I mean, compared to New York, I'd say out here, 
Uh, I haven't gone to any stores, um, but I'm told that certain items, yeah, are sold out. Maybe you have to take two trips to, you know, to a different store, but you can basically get anything you would need. I think at some stores, they're limiting the amount of toilet paper or this or that that someone can get. But it definitely seems like it's easier to pretend it isn't happening out here in the suburbs. Um, But um, yeah, we there's basically a television here that just they around the clock corona coverage on news 12 and basically my uh my ritual the past couple days has been waking up with a feeling of of just hardly at bay panic just just carrying around (laughs) a lot of anxiety and then by about midday i'm kind of exasperated and then i'm just kind of like yeah fuck it and i just feel pretty normal Uh but uh i observed like kind of two moments hanging around with my mom that I thought were kind of interesting and instructive. Um, The first was, so the thing is this, uh, talking about kind of the disconnect that people like you and me and presumably all of our listeners, people who are to varying degrees, constantly listening to podcasts, constantly looking at Twitter, reading, trying to formulate the best opinions on a given subject. And uh, in the throes of the coronavirus, uh, obviously it's easy for us to observe that the president is horribly bungling the response, that uh, his early actions or lack thereof will result in untold death. Uh, And just in general, we're kind of... You know, maybe less so now, less so every day. We're not as offended by the aesthetics of Trump as like the pearl clutching MSNBC set. But we understand intuitively that like, yeah, this it's it's wild that the leader of the country is a corrupt real estate tycoon that mm-hmm. ha- was then the host of a stupid reality show and he has no political experience and he's very self-evidently an unserious, uh, incompetent, oafish man. It's wild that he's the president. Of course, we understand that this is old news. Yeah. But I don't think, I think what people fail to understand is that most people don't exactly feel that way. Most people haven't like... They haven't co-signed the like Cheeto in chief narrative because we were watching him on TV as he was addressing the nation with the head of the CDC and Pence and Ben Carson, by the way, which was hilarious. I forgot. I forgot <laughs> about Ben Carson and just seeing yeah. him like muted standing in the background was so hilarious to Very me. Very much in government still. Yeah. So. And uh, he, whatever. He's like fielding questions. And my mom's kind of watching and, and she just kind of, and my mother, to my point, like most Americans, She's not conservative, but she's a completely depoliticized person. She, uh-huh. she she is apolitical essentially. She's like you know kind of vaguely socially liberal, but you know she was more or less okay with Obama, and she's more or less okay with Trump. She doesn't think about it. She doesn't like to wade into politics, uh-huh. and she just kind of uttered, oh, "I think he's doing a good job." You know, she said that she's uh-huh. like, I, 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 she's saying something that oh, I think a lot boy. of people are saying, which is like, I think he's doing everything that he could, you know, because um, they're not they're not aware um, of they, they, they have they have not even yeah. a passing knowledge of like these early critical decisions that Trump made that are going to have disastrous results. Uh, they're uh-huh. not offended by his flouting of norms, which they shouldn't right. be really, uh, not but, really. But they're they're the, not aware yeah. of the ways in which he is a. Uh, typically evil Republican president and uncommonly 
unqualified politician. So I just Absolutely. think like, yes. like was saying this whole thing was a hoax, like what, three weeks ago, two weeks ago. I don't time is hard right now, but like that was, that was his official stand at one point. And like, and lest we forget, there were these, uh, these closed door hearings about coronavirus in January, after which a bunch of our senators sold a bunch of their stocks. Like it's, it's, it's Trump. It's so many of our elected officials, like the, you know, the absolute kind of gall of the corruption in this case. Yeah. is uh, is pretty exemplary for people like us. But again, you don't, the point I'm driving I'm, I'm, at is that you, you you just can't take for granted at all that people are tuned into are tuned into everything enough that they're going to be outraged even in the throes of a crisis because what it looks like right yeah. now is like oh yeah the president is this businessman he seems like he's doing everything he can and if you remove all of the like the people who are like uh, like us and other people who are inundated with media and who are always pontificating like you remove all of that baggage if you just know Trump from like glimpsing him on TV every now and then yeah that is what it kind of looks like like they, they, they right. just haven't contextualized it at all. So I guess the point I'm trying to make is uh, y- you can't assume that Trump or whatever you think he represents is a problem that's going to solve itself. Like people are, yeah. if they're yeah. not complacent, they're just not paying that close of attention. They're not politicized. It's not that they're inherently conservative, but they're apolitical, you know? Yeah. They see a guy like do a halfway decent press conference and they're like, ah, sure. Yeah. And like today yeah, we were watching uh, Cuomo talk to everybody and uh-huh. Cuomo I, I heard that too. Yeah, and Cuomo was like, you know, he was kind of lecturing everyone like he was our dad, you know, saying, "Why are folks still congregating in the parks?" And he's right, and it was a pretty informative address. Yeah, but she said like, "Oh, he looks like he, this is good. At least he's giving us information. Cool." And it's like, "Well, there it is again." Like you and I may know the many ways in which Andrew Cuomo is a cuck and a shithead. But they don't. And uh, maybe they will try to. Maybe the rumors are true that they are actually positioning him to be the Hail Mary Joe Biden replacement, blowing up a spot. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Now that Joe Biden is MIA, like and right, right. These this kind of obsequious deference to authority that we've that we've referenced multiple times on this show and uh, how deeply ingrained that is into just vast swaths of the American public, probably all of us to a certain degree. Well, that's but, uh, true too, but not even just that peasant mindset, uh, peasant mindset sort of thing. I just, I, I don't think you can overstate. Like we get so caught up, kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, educating ourselves, proffering our own opinions. I, I don't think you can overstate how little everyone else doesn't do that. I guess is what I'm yeah. saying. You know, like yeah. they're they're just not tuned in. They're not mm-hmm. they're not watching the same show as you. That's never a good feeling. <laughs> never a good feeling, Ralph. Um, How you been passing the time? Um, this, well, this morning it was nice. I helped my dad uh, uh, pull down a bunch of um, trees, some hardwood trees that had died, and so I would go up on a ladder and uh, tie a bowline around the uh, the trees at a certain height, climb back down, move the ladder out, and then I would kind of run back it was it was like a long a long rope and so i would wrap it around my waist kind of get a get a good oh um, boy anchor point on it and then my dad would uh kind of he would he would chainsaw the other side and i would uh 
make sure the tree fell in the correct direction. So it wow. destroy anything or get Sounds dangerous. It was fun. It was fun, you know, get the get the blood pumping. Um, sure. Feel feel the, the, the sun on my skin and uh, um, you know, to be doing something. To be doing something is uh, is a is a rare luxury in these times. Um, I have been I've been uh, playing I've been playing D and D. What? Via, I know. Listen, man. I've been playing D and D on uh, on on Discord. Like, Is this something you liked before? I, I used to play D and D in high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think uh, you mentioned with, that uh, back in your with, Rasta with, phase. Hey. This is this is misinformation. As I've said before, I never had a Rasta face. That was a friend of mine. You consorted with. Saying, all right. I could I consorted with. <laughs> <laughs> you had dealings with those with a Rasta face. <laughs> no, no, that much I cannot deny. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yes. Back in that back in that era, um, I I did play D and D from like probably like 15 to 17 something like that and uh and like so many uh millennials i have now picked it back up in my 30s um it's pretty widespread you'd be surprised yeah you'd be surprised have you ever uh ever done such a thing Ralph? i've never played the game in my life no i can't imagine i can't yeah. imagine so um you're not one to to lose yourself in a, a fantasy adventure you're uh, one to lose yourself in a in a, in a in a well of depression instead well yes to the latter i'm sure i could you know there are ways in which i i i, I indulge in escapism as much as anybody i think my what uh, is your uh, what's your guilty pleasure when it comes guilty to pleasure Ooh, or comes, do you not have such a thing i don't i mean i don't know if there are many pleasures i have that i'm guilty of i mean yeah yeah uh, well, I, I realized that after I said it. Like Ralph wouldn't feel guilty about enjoying something. Ralph would be. Ralph is like on the level. He's never felt bad about enjoying something in his life. Well, I, think I just that's good. I think well, that's I mean, I don't know about that. I guess my. <laughs> I guess my guilty pleasure would be uh, uh, teasing the weak, but I don't really feel guilty about that either. But uh, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I got my. I got the what's it called? The C95 mask. I got my my first one, and they're in short supply from JD, the coworker. I, I really? tease incessantly. He had gotten wow. it from an Uber driver friend. So, even though huh. I bully him, so he was kind enough to help me in this crisis. So, wow. so maybe maybe we do have a shot as a people. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean I'm someone who I I feel like I have. Uh, I you know I I believe that you should be able to appreciate high and low art. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no like baby shit that I covet to this day. I know I do the, the, the DBZ series, but I don't watch Dragon Ball Z as an adult. It would be unwatchable. It would be insane if I were to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's a show for children. Not that D and D is the same thing, but, uh, what I was going to say is, uh, you know, my, 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 my mother has a cable, like the cable movie channels, which I don't have at home. So been doing the thing where you kind of just watch whatever random movies on. Uh, earlier today here's some some wholesome popcorn entertainment escapism I watched Babe Babe oh that's a good one that's a great movie it's one of those movies where it's like if I had words to feel a well for you no 
Wow. Hang on. I'll get it next time. Keep going. Sure. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, it's one of those movies where it's like, it's a family or children's movie, but everyone's like, actually, it's really good, which kind of makes you a little skeptical. But when you watch it, it's mm-hmm. actually really good. What I like yeah. about it is it's very lovingly mounted. It looks great. Um, mm-hmm. It it What I like about it is this. It's it's a real movie. It's perfect family entertainment, but it's a real movie. It doesn't have like crass fart jokes and it doesn't mm-hmm. have like obnoxious pop culture references like the Sonic right. movie and every other That's children's right. movie today. Mm. It's like weirder and darker than you think. There's like a scene where mm-hmm. Babe gets like red pills about pigs and he's like, "Oh, our pigs are just bred to be eaten by humans." And, and and the sheepdog is like, well, hate to break it to you, babe. And babe's like, so my parents are. And he's like, so yeah. So my mama and my papa and all my brothers and my <laughs> yeah. sisters. He learns be- that a pig is born but to die. And yeah. then like he... he he spirals into like a a debilitating depression that like Mm -hmm. affects him physically and he's very sick and he's eventually only healed by the great James Cromwell doing a, doing a song and dance that kind of imparts to him that he, he believes in you, babe. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's a movie for children. It's they don't make them like this anymore today because it's a movie for children that doesn't have like an insane level of nervousness uh, as to whether they're boring the children. So right. they're not just they're like, not, hey, fuck you, here's this and that, and now it's yeah. the floss dance. Like, it just has they're not. They're not concerned it. with feeling cool. They're not, not, they're not concerned with, like, meeting some kind of They trust of that the children will just getting, get yeah. it. Yeah, they trust the children enough. And, uh, and, so, it's, and so you have space for that beautiful scene where, that, that, where like, James Cromwell, like, finds himself singing and dancing to a pig, and then there's, like... That, that that shot where it kind of slows down and he jumps up into the air in like a moment of kind of uh, ecstatic release because you know he's kind of this very bottled up man and he and he and he's, he does this song and dance for this pig and then he kind of lands with his with his two heavy boots and he's kind of like yes and he's kind of shocked that he's done this thing and like that's a, that's I think that's a beautiful scene yes he lost himself um, for a moment and then he looks around and all of the farm animals have gathered to watch yeah, his spectacle yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, um, you know, I, I identified with James Cromwell and Babe, you know, because oh, yeah. he's because he's yeah. kind of like he's just kind of quietly bemused by the, 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 the chortling yuck, yuck bumpkins around him, you know, and his mm-hmm. only refuge is in tending to his farm and preparing for his little his little sheep pig show. And at the end, when yeah. he wins and he says, that'll do pig, you know, that's that's respect. I felt that, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. And he kind of sure. looks like you. Kind of look like a young Cromwell. I would love to be a young Cromwell. He's a he's a fine fella. He is by all accounts beloved yeah. character actor. Still kicking. Still has looked the same amount of olds for thirty years. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That'll probably um, be your fate. I, I I hope so. I hope yeah. so. That, that's that's kind of the best I can ask for. Um, let me ask you something. Where where do you think that Babe takes place? Where in where on earth do you think that movie happens? Oh, huh. Because a, I, I've been I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> Have you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, it's because it, it's like this kind of weird. Well it's, it's, well, it's not it's not the South. I mean, I guess it's uh, not the South. It's not it's not anywhere in the U.S. seemingly because they have these like vaguely Commonwealth accents, but it's not England. It doesn't seem to be Scotland or Ireland. Like oh, it's definitely the U.S. No, no way. Like they all have accents. Only James Cromwell has a has like a whatever it is, Irish or Welsh accent. His wife doesn't, no, does in, she? His, his wife, she's like, oh, Farmer Hoggett. 
You would oh, be, I guess so. But Babe so you, doesn't so have that accent. Babe has an American accent. They're animals. So they're animals that they speak a different uh, language. Okay. And so why would that be? I mean, if they're going to speak at all. By the way, the the talking animal uh, effects hold up surprisingly well. Right. There's like it's kind of like early. I don't know what they would have used to do that. I think it was a combination of CGI and puppetry, and it's pretty yeah. seamless even to this day. Mm-hmm. You can notice it every now and again, like especially with the with the dogs, but quite good. Again, solid movie. But I think it's deliberately supposed to, like, to, to be just anywhere rural setting. My, yeah. My my guess is New Zealand, but um, New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have this kind of like. I mean, if you think about the time period, it appears to be probably like the 80s or like early 90s, but it's this like far rural setting and like, you know, you've got the, you've got the, like the young people kind of come home for Christmas and they like give, they give him a uh, a fax machine and like he doesn't know how to work it. And uh, so it's kind of that, that well, when era they, of... Well, when they have the sheep herding contest, what are, what's like the vibe of the authorities? Does everyone have the same accent? Did they have a New Zealand accent? James Cromwell well, always just has his like Irish accent that he has in like L.A. Confidential and everything, doesn't he? Oh, wait to me, Peg. Um, I guess so. I guess so. This is why I've been thinking about it a lot because, but but like the whole the aesthetics of the whole movie, they really kind of scream like this is very much a, a like a British diaspora. Of, I guess so. Uh, yeah. Anyway, food for well, thought. I don't well, have all don't, the answers. I don't know. But I, I should watch the sequel, Babe, uh, Pig in the City. Oh, really? Where yes. It goes, goes to See how New it York. compares. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. hear that one's good too. Okay, I have never seen it. Yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's our homework for this week. We watch Babe Two, Pig in the City. Return. Yeah, <laughs> Two Pig in the City. The Big Apple, baby. The Big Apple, baby. Will we ever return? That's the question. He goes to he goes to Manhattan, gets himself a slice. Yeah, gets a gets gets a bleach in Times Square because this is gritty seventies New York. <laughs> Babe, big in the city. <laughs> he starts and he sings that he sings that song. He's like la 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 uh-huh. la la la. Yeah, you know he does that uh, does that little song he sings, and it's very charming. That's right. And uh, mm. Mm. cinema, they don't make them like they used to. A little, so true. Uh, a I'm surprised they haven't capsule. tried to reboot Babe and make him like a, an insufferable like CGI mm. character that mm. does the floss dance and says whatever folks are saying of the day, you know, <laughs> would, uh, would babe the pig say that something was lit or would he, would, would he y- eat something? Yeah, sure. Or, I mean, even mm. th- I mean, those are so dated, but I guess those are they dated would. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Really but he would, my like babe here. would like, he'd say something like, he'd say something like, yeah, that's cool. Could you follow me on TikTok? Something like that. Mm. Oh, or mm. he'd be like, or it could, hits. or it could even be something like, some kind of like, it would be like some kind of misplaced joke that doesn't seem to be taking a side as to whether it's condemning something problematic or condemning mm. the condemnation. It would be like, oh, whoa, brother, check your human privilege or something like that. Right, yeah. yeah oh, be like of, course. Confused, of course it would. Am I being woke or am I being the opposite? Mm. Who cares? I'm just using words people like saying at the moment. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like we, oh, we, we prefer to be called like... Uh, um, I don't know, like like swino Americans or something. You know, there would be some kind know. of pronoun joke. Yes, for absolutely. sure. It'd the be like babe a pro- reboot would have a pronoun <laughs> joke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Like I, I, my, my, I, I prefer to go by like oink slash uh, grunt. I don't know. Right, oink grunt. That's that's yeah. We'll hash Awful. it out later. Awful. We'll we'll punch yeah, up the script. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Point is, it would be terrible because everything's <laughs> terrible now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything is terrible now, man. Um. I. That's another I, I, thing. I, I think about the future, and I, I, I don't know. It's a big question mark. Um, yeah. Anything could happen. My worry is that the outcome is going to be like, it's like when you have like an ailment, but you don't know how insured you are and you don't really feel like it's like, oh, I'll be fine. And you like kind of walk it off and it doesn't like kill you or get so I'm using, I'm speaking metaphorically. I'm not talking about the COVID-19 exactly, but like mm-hmm. you ignore this like pressing problem and maybe it gives you some lasting damage, but it's subtle enough that it doesn't prompt you to do anything. Like I, I worry that they're just going to be like, eh, it's fine. Go back to work. And that uh-huh. I don't know if the stench of death that that would result in would be so overwhelming that it would prompt some kind of about face where they actually do have to restructure society and create some kind of like super robust welfare welfare state, or if it'll just be like everything is getting just gradually shittier and we just gradually become conditioned to hospitals always being crowded, uh, our, our medical system being even worse, wearing gloves and masks everywhere, and it just it just kind of becomes a new part of our lives as the economy and life as usual hums along or tries to. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think we're going to see in about two months time. Um, that's, that's like ballpark, my estimate where like most people are still not going to be working and kind of whatever, whatever happens now on a federal or state level where they decide to either like freeze rent and like subsidize people's existence or they don't. And like in the latter case, um, whether that's because of like, you know, some kind of entrenched Republican Congress making sure it doesn't go through or whatever, like, I don't know, like people are people don't have savings. Like people are going to run out of of savings. They're not going to have jobs. They're going to be unable to pay their rent. And like, at a certain point, there's going to be this this crush. Like these these systems are going to collide with one another. And uh, I, I think that's I think that's going to happen in about two months time and it's going to be like that's going to be like the the the, the pivot like whether or not um, let me ask this you this can, yeah. I was talking to my father the other day uh, you can listen to the chat on the the bonus episode I put out yesterday but um, I was talking to him about this and he's a government worker uh, he, he works for the tax department in some capacity And uh, he is currently still taking the Long Island Railroad and then the subway through Brooklyn every day to work. And sometimes Mm. he has to work in the field, whatever that means. I don't know. I don't know all that much about his job, but he's basically still going to work and still putting himself at risk. And um, he's taking some precautions. He realizes it's a problem, but he, like many people, is more afraid of losing his job or what effect this will have on the economy. His wife lost her job. Um... 
And he he really needs to and wants to keep working to the extent that I feel like he's kind of like I joked about this before. He keeps saying like, hey, when the big man upstairs wants you, you're going. And I feel like when yeah. he's saying that he's giving himself permission to be in denial. And he, he like texted me just before we started recording. It's like, oh, I spoke to someone I know who's a doctor and they say they like he keeps saying that the news media is, is sensationalizing it because I feel right. like he, he wants to believe that he can and will continue working. And I've said to him, like, it's a fact that if people keep working, it's going to spread and more people are going to die. And it's also a fact that uh, that'll destroy the economy unless the government starts subsidizing everybody, starts giving everybody enough money to stay afloat. And when I say that to him, he says, like, no, no, you can't do that uh, because uh, it'll cause inflation or whatever. And so what I ask you, I understand why this is false to a degree, but what do you tell your boomer parent in a in a pithy but comp- comprehensive way? How do you make the case that actually the government can just print a shitload of money and it'll be fine? How would you respond to that? Oh my goodness. Well, um, I would say I don't, I, maybe maybe at first I would lead with saying that we do this all the time for for Wall Street. We do this all the time to prop up major industries. I did mention that. There's, yeah, yeah. There's never been a point where like where free market capitalism can sustain itself on its own. That's a, that's a myth. Um, and in this unprecedented situation, like what, what, you know, if, if we, if we think of an economy as something that exists to support the needs of the people that live inside of it, what people need now is liquidity in order to purchase goods and services. They, they cannot go and work. They cannot go and like, pull themselves up by their bootstraps and earn a living um like when 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 you're confronted with that reality with that like stark reality you know after after a fashion like you're you're talking about like like what's the point of what's the point of a government what's the point of 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 an economy what's the point of a society after a certain point it has to be taking care of its citizens and that's what that means right now in, in, in better times, if you're if you're a if you're a capitalist, if there's not a fucking plague, you know, sure you can make your argument like, oh yeah, people need to work, whatever. Like, that's that's fine. That's like you, we can we can hash that out in the future. But faced with what we're faced with right now, like potentially a, a like an unprecedented like 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 the most deaths we've seen in a hundred years, like that's almost certainly what this is going to turn into, like. If if you if you confront a, a a boomer with that and they're unmoved, like I don't know what I don't know what else to say. Like if, if well, I think if, the, in the words is, of that guy in Chernobyl, if you tell me that's enough, I won't believe you. Um, well, I, I think it's. I mean, at least in his individual case, it's it's less a matter of oh, you're not supposed to do like he I, he just literally doesn't understand. And I'd be lying if I said I understood entirely. But like, I guess what you're saying is that. The government prints a bunch of money for all sorts of different ends that don't serve yeah. everyday people. And uh, uh, assuming that this is temporary and temporary could be six months or 18 months or whatever, uh, injecting this money into the economy, it's not as if we would be pr- printing so much money uh, that it would supersede things we've done in the past uh, and have an adverse effect on the system. Like we could afford sure. to do this. You just have to adjust your sense of scale and proportion. Mm-hmm. It's it's artificially creating the income stream that you would have in a functioning economy, which we 
in many ways do not have anymore right now. Um, you know, it's uh, and it's not and as it's if that money has less value goes. just because you're not technically going to an office to earn it. You know, right. it's, you it's, gonna, you it's, it's still going to stimulate the, the economy. Yeah. yeah, you haven't spent you haven't spent ten hours earning this money. It, like it's not real money. No, like that's never. That's good. That's, that that's yeah. clarifying. Putting it that way. Yeah. Oh, Lord, Lord have mercy on us all. Uh, um. <laughs> But yeah, it's tough. I mean, uh, I think every, I think everyone around here, really on a daily basis. I mean, I've only, this is only my uh, third day here, but everyone seems to be taking the quarantine a little more seriously day after day. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm already getting a little a little cagey. For instance, started the day. Uh, two of my sisters, they were trying to record a TikTok, and this is another example relating to like the dog thing, like where I'm where. It's disproportionate, wildly disproportionate how upset it makes me and how much I'm able to express being upset. Because mm-hmm. like for about 45 minutes, they're they're blaring on just like iPhone speakers, just like tinny, all treble, you know, like the same 15 seconds of uh, uh, won't you take me to funky town so they're doing this over and over again because they're incessantly doing take after take of a certain tiktok and they're dancing no offense like uh imbeciles and this is happening over (laughs) and over again and they're like having a great time they're having a fucking blast right and there's no way there's no polite way there's no way that wouldn't be inflammatory that i could like say um what you're doing right now it's maybe we can try and have a tranquil morning. This is like very grating to me. Like there's no way I could say that without seeming like an outrageous uh, crank to them. Uh-huh. But at the same time, they don't know how much pain they're causing me. So like this may pose a problem, but oh boy, you encounter any tensions like that um, at home or in general? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, I, my, my parents are very archival and they have like a, a pretty, a pretty deep, well of um, like physical items from my childhood and like from the past generally and like um, over the first couple of days like they, they kind of keep producing these these items that like uh, okay well I, I guess I'll preface this by saying like I'm much I'm not like embarrassed of like who I was as a child really like I was a kid I was I was stupid like I can give my permission I, I can give myself permission to like to have been a stupid kid but you'd prefer but not to be confronted by the ghosts of the past I don't want to see all that shit all the time like it like if you show me the recording of like like the the, the musical theater I did when I was 15 years old like I don't want to oh hell yeah I don't want to see that weren't you, you Peter know? Pan or something I feel like I vaguely remember seeing this on on no. Facebook or something in a no. bygone era I was not. You shared something. You were some iconic character. Who was it? Was I an iconic character? I was. I was Shoeless Joe from Damn Yankees in high school at one point. Yeah, you're Shoeless Joe now, pal. Shoe, pal. (laughs) You don't have to tell me. I haven't worn shoes in a couple of days. It's great. So your parents Um, are assaulting you with this with this sentiment, this rank sentimentality and nostalgia and dispatches from your sorry past. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of. It, in, in, in what I believe is just an attempt to, you know, they're not trying to embarrass me. They just want to, like, it's like, oh, wasn't this fun? And I'm like, I guess I guess it was kind of fun, but I don't want to. No, it was bad. Like, I'm trying to. I, no, I feel right. that, yeah. Like, whenever I see, like, <laughs> a ephemera like that just, just moving around the house, 
It's like, I know that it was bad then too. I remember feeling bad. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's okay to give yourself permission to have been a stupid kid, but it's also okay to give yourself permission to be embarrassed about the stupid shit you did. And oh, like, I don't, yeah, don't let it, I don't, don't let it debilitate you, but don't, you don't have to celebrate it and lift it up just because you did it at one point. That's my thing. Like it's, I, a lot of this shit that I did when I was young was really stupid and I don't want to. Well, you, you can forgive yourself, but that doesn't mean you have to like it. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. put. well put Ralph. Uh, oh boy. I, uh, what am I going to do in the next couple of days? I'm going to, it's we're like, gonna, we're like going to work on uh, our new script. The oh, babe yeah. reboot. The babe reboot. <laughs> <laughs> The babe who's like, whoa, uh, don't stigmatize sex work or whatever. Uh, that might be too edgy for the reboot, so babe. But mm, you're 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 drifting close to a PG thirteen pal. And we that's can't right. That. That's right. We can't have that. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. And of course, um, all of the uh, all of the pathetic uh, references uh, it deploys would be even more dated and embarrassing because the production schedule would end up getting pushed back because people would be dissatisfied with the original babe yeah. design. They'll be like, why mm -hmm. can I see babe's dick print? And then they have to go back and redo the whole thing or whatever. <laughs> uh, and by then, like TikTok will be supplanted by some new thing. We'll sure, they'll to, do, we'll they'll do a lot of hasty it. like ADR at the last minute. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's going to be it's going to be a real train wreck, but we are going to walk away and we're going to be rich men. That's now, right. We're going to we're going to have our writers credits. We're going to be um, forged anew. We're going to be the architects of the new world to come. That's right. After uh, after this all blows over and it'll be on the shoulders of our listeners who, like mm -hmm. Babe, are all pigs. <laughs> <laughs> just uh, just just honking around looking for truffles. Waiting and at the trough mm -hmm, for our mm -hmm. slop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Um, what are you going to do with the rest of your day, Ralph? Uh, I'm going to cook a meatloaf for my family. Oh, that's kind of nice. Very wholesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm probably going to watch some other random movie. I'm going to listen to podcasts. Good, good. Uh, and I'm just going just gonna to sit and wait until the lights go out. Mm -hmm. What about you? I've been really enjoying naps recently. Really? Yeah. I have kind of I've kind of retooled my my uh my body and my mind to a a much slower pace of life. Um and so I'm probably going to uh I'm going to try to get my cat to use the litter box correctly. I'm going to spend some time doing that. Um maybe I'll go for maybe I'll just kind of go I was thinking about doing my workouts in the woods, mm. like clearing out a, a section and like doing it out there, kind of Walden. Yeah, return to you know try to try to connect with something with something primal, something real. You know, in these in these end times, maybe we can loop back to the beginning. Sure, um, you would love that. I would love that shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go feral, and I'm gonna I'm gonna relish it. I'm gonna relish every moment because. Mm -hmm. Did you see? Did you see Oliver Lee Bateman's uh, article about his home gym? You mentioned like, him every episode now. Every episode. I'm sorry, but it, it's relevant. Like it's. I'm hurting, man. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, he has. He has. Uh, he has weightlifting equipment in his domicile. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I wasn't. Uh, 
anyway. Um, and, you're, and you're green with envy is, is what you're saying. Oh, every day. Every day. Yeah, because that was um, kind of all you had, and it's been snatched away from you. It sure has. It sure has. Like, even, even a week ago, even... No, I guess I'm really losing track of time also. Like, yeah. I was in New York City last week. I was in, I was in quarantine already, but I was not here yet. Um, maybe I'll, like... I'll, I'll like pick up sections of log and like rocks kind of mm-hmm. do something like that. That's that, that has value. That has uh, that counts as doing the work. So I'm sure I can listen folks. It's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> we're going to navigate this thing together. Um, and, uh, and thank you for listening as we kind of move into this uh, strange new era. Um, That's right. I apologize if uh, we're still getting used to this remote recording. I hope I don't have uh, any kind of uh, ASMR lip smacking or bated breaths on this one. <laughs> there was like a lot a, of that last episode. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, went, I went through and I, yeah, but uh, it's just more authentic. Um, well, what do you say? I say we call it. All right, little piggies. You can follow Lloyd on Twitter at Void Howler. You can follow me at Hey Ralph Man. Uh, I'm going to try and do more Instagram content. I think me and Oliver were actually entertaining the idea of maybe just doing like one of those split live streams where we shoot the shit. I would do it with you if you weren't so secretive Lloyd, (laughs) but, uh, follow the pod on Twitter at feeling well pod and, uh, just good luck out there, everybody. Social distance, wash your hands, listen to podcasts. Yep. Just enjoy the day. Lloyd, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. See you next time. Bye-bye.